Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the way. We wanted men. Everybody, welcome to episode 22 of the Smuggler's Bounty. No, Smuggler's Bounty. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh shit! Morning, everybody. Welcome to episode number 22 of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Jason, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on dro- I'm on droga, so I've got. Uh, I woke up with a swollen eye, so I have a bunch of allergy medicine in me. So let's see how this goes. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I've been battling yeah. battling a sinus infection all week. So, oh boy. Yeah, thankfully, you know, when because with with COVID, they're like, if you have a dry cough, you're in trouble. So every cough stuff comes up. So I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross way to to make sure you're good, but you know. yeah. Plus, it, it was pushing 70 this week, so I think some of this has to play with the, the weather going up and down in temperature. Yeah, it sucks when it's 81 day and freezing the next, 32 degrees. Yeah. So. That, that was a harsh morning. Yeah. Gotta love Georgia. It's better than 20 below with six feet of snow, so I'm not complaining. Oh, yeah. Speaking of snow, you weren't here seven years ago, were you? No, I wasn't for that snowstorm. Oh, my God. The ice yeah was it the ice one no, it was just one of those where it, it everybody's predicting it at noon and, and all the every uh the weather forecasters are predicting you know it's the shit's gonna hit the fan about 11 a.m and everybody down here were like ah oh, no man you're you're crazy took me nine hours to get home and i'm sure all you new yorkers were up there looking down at us just laughing yeah but it, it, you guys don't have the we, we just don't have the infrastructure in place to to you know, scoop us out of that and put uh, salt on the, the roads to clear things out. I know somebody who actually slept in a Waffle House during that snowstorm, ice storm. Yeah, I, I got lucky uh, and made it probably within eight miles of my house and decided to start walking. And uh, we were we were just living together at the time, but my wife was on the phone freaking out. It's, I, either, I either stay where I'm at or I try to walk and Somebody had seen me walking and picked me up and got me within a mile of the house. So I, I count my blessings that night, but it took me, I left, uh, started leaving work about 11 o'clock and it took me till nine o'clock that night to get home. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand, you know, the difference that it takes when you got somebody that, you know, you got a, a state that knows how to handle the roads versus here. Cause we, that Thanksgiving, I think, or a couple of Thanksgivings later, we were up in, North Carolina, and they had already salted the roads and prepared them for the snowstorm. And it was like driving on a dry road. 
you had to be careful, but it wasn't near the catastrophe it was down here. Right. Absolutely. So my wife was sitting there. She spent the last eight years in Alaska before we met. And she's just like, oh, yeah, Georgia knows what they're doing. It's no big deal. It's just a little snow. And I said, babe, as soon as that shit started sticking, you should have called me to come home. But Yeah. Oh, yeah yep. That was a scary time. But, uh, how about how, how about Star Wars this yeah. week? Did you let's get back on topic? topic. Did you uh, did you get anything this week? Um, I only did the pre-orders. The uh, okay, I got that Ahsoka and the Darth Maul on the pre-order because it's about time they do some new figures, and those are just amazing looking. Yep. How about yeah? We'll get to the we'll get to those in a second. Yeah, I, I know you did pretty. Stuff. You did pretty good. I saw you got some picked some stuff up on uh, Deal or No Deal. Yep, I picked up more Micro Machine paint samples. Um, this time I included it included a Snap Droid, which are kind of the bulkier battle droids. Sebulba came with two Sebulbas, and one is just covered in pink paint, so it's almost just like they wanted to see what the pink paint would look like on the figure. And then two, three Jar Jar Binkses and two of Emperor Palpatine himself. Nice. So I have a pretty good collection of paint samples from episode one. Yeah, those are pretty cool. And it was cool that the guy, I was actually like, well, Jason, you bought the first set, so you'll win. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm his returning customer. Right. That's what I really like about Deal or No Deal. I know I've, I've said it before, but because the, the guy who as a seller you're controlling everything on that site absolutely yeah you're in control you can control price you, you cannot you don't have to sell it if you don't want to sell it going back i uh after we talked last week about the uh rogue one micro collection micro machines yeah yeah i remembered i bought some because i would oh did you yeah. and you were right those things suck yeah the quality is just not there right it's a softer plastic and the paint is just I remember looking at them when I bought them because, you know, they had the ad at or whatever the whatever. It's not an ad at. You've scolded me before. <laughs> ATACT. It had that thing in it, and that's the whole reason we bought it. And they were oh wow, they were bad. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why they died because there just wasn't the quality in that line. Did you get anything else fun this week? Just the pre-orders, if you want to dive into the Fan Friday event at uh, Hasbro Pulse this past week. We could do that, but I, I got to say something. Listening back to these podcasts, we spend a lot of freaking money on Star Wars stuff. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got me thinking every week when I start reporting, I'm like, oh, wait. You start to realize what you're what you're buying and how much you're spending, and you're like, oh, wait. Wait, I, I got more stuff this week. This was supposed to be a quiet week. Yeah. Oh, wait, I picked up five more items this week at 20 bucks each oh wait i got this this week it's like whoa <laughs> thankfully the wives don't listen to the podcast so i think we're, we're good thank the maker for that <laughs> but uh yeah let's get into the fan friday stuff hasbro pulse had their fan friday event this past friday and it was hosted by the duo patrick and eric which are the two guys that usually do these star wars reveals patrick is He's like the lead designer or something. He's like second in, in charge of Star Wars or something like that. And the last, this is the first one they've done since November of last year. Is that the guy with the really perfect hair that I just want to reach through the screen and mess it up? Yeah. And the great, the great talking voice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. You could fall asleep to his voice. Yes. 
except he usually gets me excited with all the Star Wars stuff for no other reason than Star Wars stuff is <laughs> this is the only reason he's getting me excited. Um, but it, they did some housekeeping up front, which um, uh, I really appreciated because they apologize for the pre-order ordeal because bots are grabbing them. Things are sold out in like seconds and they are, they, I, I appreciated them saying we are aware of the situation and we're looking into it. And I assume this meant Target and Walmart, but they really haven't said how they're going to address the issue or uh, haven't made any steps to resolve the issue. It's just, we're aware of it. So thank you. Almost like, okay, we got it guys. There's, there's an issue with pre-orders. Um, they did say that they're, they're going to open pre-orders for some stuff and not everything. And I think that's a way to control the bottleneck. So things aren't sold out all at once that there's a, a timed release for multiple items, but that's just my speculation. Yeah, those bots suck. Yes, they make collecting a difficult challenge. And then they, they mentioned the, the vintage collection. Um, so they're re-releasing these vintage collection figures for newer collectors. And they call these the, quote, specialty waves. They were never intended to, to show up on Walmart or Target aisles. And it has something to do with the skew on the back. So I think they lump all the skews together. And they're going to break out these specialty waves in two different SKUs so that they don't get accidental placement on store shelves, the specialty wave, if that makes sense. Um, but that doesn't make sense to me because they, they were saying that this is for kids and new collectors, but kids are not going to be going on Entertainment Earth to order figures. It's collectors that are going to be ordering these things. So there's, I guess I don't really understand how they're going to try to resolve that issue. If, if, if the intent is for kids, then put it on store shelves where kids go kids, you know, seven-year-olds to 10-year-olds where I think that's the, the target for the quote unquote action figures, the vintage collection. Um, if it was really for kids, it would be on Walmart store shelves. It wouldn't be on entertainment earth and dorkside toys and all them. So what happens is I think target will go and say, we want to order X amounts of star Wars figures from you this year. And it's all part of one skew. And they, and there's just no human interaction. It's all numbers. And when they run out of one skew, they just get the next wave. And that next wave might be the specialty wave where it should be the next vintage collection wave with new figures, not the repacks essentially. And so they're creating two skews. So when Target orders the one skew for vintage collection, it's not going to include those specialty waves. And I think that's their their way to resolve that, if that makes sense. Okay. So what are they considering a specialty wave? I, I didn't watch the video, so that's... Yeah, no, the specialty waves are the repacks. Okay. So they've been adding four new, quote unquote, new, because they add the face technology to it, the, the printing face printing technology. But they just released uh, the Amidala in her black dress, uh, Anakin Skywalker in his peasant dress. They had a General Lando, which was previously released they're re-releasing these and those are considered the specialty wave because they're not new figures it's just repacks got you is that that well no because they, they showed like a video i guess of, of stuff they were going down the pipeline but that's something totally different right yes that's different okay. so but with that aside so thursday night they had an early sneak preview of their latest black series figures and these are all part of the 50th anniversary of lucasfilm 
and there was three in particular that really cool that were really cool it was obi-wan kenobi greedo and jawa but the cool thing about these is they've been painted to look like the original kenner run so so kenobi is in all orange essentially except for the little black v underneath him and he's got a vinyl cape greedo's been painted in that that neon green almost color and he doesn't have his vest because the Kenner version didn't have that vest. Yeah, those are some cool figures. I I, I really hope they do re-release the Boba Fett in that style because they did that in the San Diego Comic-Con or whatever, the, the limited edition one. Yeah. And uh, when they decided they were going to re-release the Fett on a card, I thought they were going to do that deco again, but they didn't. It was just a re-release of the original Black Series. So that kind of you know chapped me a little bit but i hope if they yeah no if they do i would hope it's on the empire strikes back card yeah that i really like that just the cleanness of of that you know and the throwback of that paint scheme on that fat i like the fact that they're going back with the vinyl and uh on the on the obi-wan and i I, you know like you were we were talking beforehand and you said that you thought they should do the vinyl on the jawa which i think would have been a a good a cool easter egg but how many yeah i guess people would have gotten it yeah, the, the Black Series is for collectors. They're not really for kids. Although kids do collect it, yes. I mean, with that aside, the intent with the six-inch line for all six-inch line, which includes G.I. Joe and Ghostbusters and, and Star Wars, is it's for adult collectors. So that might have been my only opportunity to ever own a vinyl cape Jawa is if they had released it in this Black Series line. You could sell a car or something and buy a vinyl cape Jawa. How much can I get for a kidney? <laughs> probably enough because i need i need the car to get to work the kidney i don't need to get to work so i would probably do that first yeah (laughs) Yeah. so yeah those are cool and i i did pre-order those on um thursday night before the big reveal on friday but you're not interested in these right in which one those if they do a fed i'll probably do it like yeah i'm not no they're cool, but I'll admire them from afar. This seems to be a new re-release tactic that Hasbro's doing because they also did the Forlom and Zuckus for, I don't remember if a celebration of 2020 or San Diego Comic-Con. I think it was celebration. I think that was their celebration exclusive. So this seems to be a new line for them that it's just an easy way to repack figures and, and paint them new. You know how I feel about the repaints. I mean, they're they're cool. These are cool. They're at least changing it up enough to where you're you're like, ooh, you, you know, it, it's different. It's not oh, we carbonized them or right. You know, at least it's tugging yeah, on I, your heartstrings. Yeah, yeah. It's it's speaking to that nostalgic inner child, and you're like, ooh, I I remember getting that, and that looks cool, so I want that again. Right. I mean, that's how I that that's why I want the Fed because it just it it reminds you of your childhood and childhood and it's it's a cool looking figure versus the carbonized stuff it, it stands out it was kind of funny we were talking about the atst last week and how you had sold yours off because it just doesn't stand on its own and then here they are re-releasing the atst driver for the vintage collection they must listen to this podcast they have to they were like oh we gotta we gotta repack that hurry up make some artwork make a figure let's go that's yeah. an that's an odd dude i get all of them i guess the only reason is because it's got the return of the jedi line that they're re-releasing but that's just an odd figure to re-release well it's never been included in the vintage collection it's only been included in some of the 
the the the vehicle packs itself the, the box vehicle i think okay well then so this is the first time it's been added to the vintage collection gotcha and they're still trying to get the, the original 92 into the vintage collection which includes some of the power of the force stuff but not on a power of the force card back if that makes sense like they released luke skywalker in a stormtrooper disguise but he was not on a power of the force card back he was on a, a regular vintage kenner vintage collection card back okay they're also releasing palpu pa paplu sorry paplu the ewok and princess leia in her endor outfit and the cool thing about that princess leia is the poncho that she's wearing they've gone back and made a more accurate uh, representation of what she's wearing they've they've really tried to capture all the details of where the splotches of color are on that poncho and they're re-releasing -re her yeah, I'm noticing that on that. Now that you mentioned it, it, it does look like a vintage uh, poncho. Even even her helmet that she wears is kind of in its separate bubble above the figure itself. Oh, yeah. So it's a, a pretty cool thing. The only thing I really don't like about this, these three that they've released or announced, is that the 50th lucasfilm 50th anniversary logo is in the upper left hand corner of the card back itself which to me takes away from that aesthetic because it's so pronounced and your eye is drawn to it it takes it away from the figure it takes your attention away from the figure it takes your attention away from the overall card back it just doesn't look right and i get that they're forced to use it but i don't i don't i don't like it it looks better than the freaking six inch once the black series yeah, once, yeah we'll, we'll get to that well, but those three that i've mentioned the atst driver the paplu and the princess leia are all walmart freaking exclusives yay i found that to be the most frustrating part of the presentation they start the they start the entire thing saying that they listen to us they hear our comments and everything that we have to say they listen to our feedback but they don't address delivery issues, how some of these figures come in in baggies and how some come in padded baggies and how some come in boxes. And like I mentioned about my my incinerator trooper, it's almost like someone stepped on the, the edge of the, the box and, and bent the card. And it's just like, why, why, why aren't we addressing that issue? Why, when we get Walmart exclusives, and maybe they're Walmart online exclusives, can they come pre-box so that it takes the, the 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 stupidity level out for for Walmart, and I don't know. I have I have feelings. <laughs> I could tell. Well, I mean, truthfully, the because even ordering stuff from Amazon, when I've ordered the uh, Black Series stuff from Amazon, it comes in a padded envelope half the time. And yeah. thankfully, I'm an out of box collector. But I know as a box collector, that would drive me batty. Well, they do it sometimes because. The um, speeder bike with the child from the Mandalorian came in its own box. And then they had one of the uh, Praetorian guards from The Last Jedi that was an exclusive in, on Amazon. And that came in its own box. So it's just like, you know, you're charging us five extra bucks just to have it on Amazon. So just add the box to protect it. Right. And you know, I guess it just depends on who's packaging that day at Amazon or who gets your order. But I mean, I totally agree with that because uh, as a, when I when I was really heavy into the pop game and you'd order stuff from Amazon half the time, it would come in a shipper, you know, its own separate shipper box inside of a box. Sometimes you'd get it in a, you know, with a couple of pieces of air, you know, bubbled air in there. And 
you know, you, you never knew what you were going to get from Amazon. My advice would be when ordering from Walmart, order two because they, they will box two, but they will bag one. So if you really, really want to have a good representation of the figure without the, the, the creases and the stomping and the smashing and la, 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 order two because it seems to work better for us. There you go. So, and then you can always return a bad one and Walmart will look at you crazy, but they don't care. Yep. They don't care at all. They're just like, whatever, I'm making X amount of dollars an hour. Um, let's talk about the Black Series. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, we're not done with the vintage no, collection. No, we're not. <laughs> Darth, Maul, Darth Maul and Ahsoka are coming. Would those be considered vintage collection, or is it just because they're three and three quarter? No, they're vintage collection. Okay. Those, uh, uh, explain them, and then I will I will freak out about those two figures. Go for it. Yeah, so Cl Clone Wars Season 7, Darth Maul and Ahsoka, from the climax of that show. They're brand new Ahsoka sculpts, brand new Darth Maul sculpts. Ahsoka's got her uh, uh, navy blue outfit. Darth Maul has his um, uh, robotic legs, which I just love that image of him in robotic legs. They didn't share any card back imaging imagery, which is I thought was interesting because with the vintage collection, they're not going to use the um, animated version of, of them for that card. They're going to use a more realistic style. And if you look at Ahsoka, there are some similarities between her and Rosario Dawson. So I'm wondering, are they going to use Rosario on the front cover of that the card back? Um, will they use Ray Park in a different pose on that the front cover of the card back? The front cover. The, the front of the card back i don't know some stuff happened with ray park a few months ago so you think disney has cut ties with him or they you think they still going to use him i think they're still going to use him okay uh, but what do i know right <laughs> we're just a crappy podcast host exactly <laughs> just another star wars podcast right out of the millions out there but as soon as i saw these two figures it, you know they were amazing i i do love that darth maul you know, look with the legs and it's, I think, is it the first, is it the first time we've actually seen him with the robotic legs or not an action figure form, but for the first time in, in the vintage collection. Yes. That's an amazing, amazing piece. Both of those are, and it's just exciting to get new sculpts, you know, from, from this line from, from Hasbro They're Yeah. Like you said, Ahsoka looks like Rosaria Dawson. It, I love that outfit in the Clone Wars. I wish I had bought her in the Black Series, um, but I just I didn't do it when I when I thought about it. I love that outfit, and plus you can reenact that one, the most probably one of the top five, if not the best lightsaber battle in Star Wars between those two. Yeah. And I think that's what yeah. got me excited about these two figures was that one scene that you know of that battle and. No, these are going to get open, man. I, I'm going to freaking get, yeah. I probably just, the scream of our 60-something listeners going, don't open those, but they're going to open them. I'm going to open them and set them up fighting just because it's, yeah, the it's going to look awesome. You do you. <laughs> let's, have an un, let's have an unboxing when you finally get them so we can hear the crinkling as you open the package. I like those figures, and I'm excited that I'll finally have first time around, and now she's like three, 400 bucks. Yeah. The funny thing is when, when they start to reveal these Ahsoka figures, I'm like, well, I know a couple of collectors who are more excited about the first shot and the prototypes than the actual figure. So yeah. <laughs> if they can even get them out of, 
China. Yeah, if they can get him out. Uh, speaking of Rosario Dawson and Ahsoka, did you see the video of her? She released of her getting the makeup. Uh, was it a time lapse? Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. That see was that. pretty cool. That was awesome. To see her to go from herself to Ahsoka in, a, in just like what a minute was pretty cool. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So look up Rosario Dawson on Instagram. She posted those videos if you hadn't seen them. So in 2019, the celebration exclusive. Uh, for Hasbro were a card back Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi on a Phantom Menace card back with a glossy shimmer shine to the actual card back. It's like a foil treatment. And so that was for the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. And here we are two years later, and they're finally celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace by these Walmart ex exclusives. They're, they are Jar Jar, Mace Windu, Qui-Gon Jinn, and... The Battle Droid, all on Phantom Menace card backs, 25 bucks each, Best Buy exclusive. They don't have the ComTech chip. They have this this gaudy 50th Lucasfilm anniversary sticker right on the front of the, the, the bubble, which I will try to take off if I can. What were your thoughts, Glenn? First, it was another repack. <laughs> That's how I looked at them. But, uh, I mean, the cards are cool. I, I know a lot, of, a lot of you guys are excited about it, everybody that I've that's into these uh, you know we're, we're into it uh, I think it's a smart move by uh, Hasbro because I've always said these figures are going to be with the next wave of uh, collectibles because you have the kid you know it's been what 20 years since these things this movie has come out so yep. you've got everybody that grew up with these movies they're starting to get the disposable income you know and they're looking okay what I want to start collecting and they're going to go to this kind of stuff. So I got to give it to Hasbro for, you know, trying to get in on that market. And, you know, I think these um, movies have kind of had a re uh, reawakening, basically, you know, people are, are resurgence. I'm a sucker for these, these, these black series on vintage looking card backs. And I love the, um, the Phantom Menace ones. I would love power of the force too. I would love the saga collection. If they ever decided to put like a, count dooku on one of those mm -hmm. i love them i personally just i adore these except for the 50th anniversary sticker on the bubble it's except for that which just seems out of place and enforced on there it really does because i mean i guess they could have put it up underneath because i'm looking at the jar jar one they have this big open space underneath the jar jar picture they could have just slapped it right there that charger, I have to say it again, that charger black series figure is amazing. It just looks so cool and so real. It's just they did a really, really good job on that. Yeah. For that is all. Yeah, for being the charger. Because <laughs> oh, I'm I'm thinking, trying to think. Did the Jar Jar, the new one that just came out, didn't have that spear with it, did it? It has the spear. It doesn't have yeah, it has a spear. It has some sort of like handheld device with a blue ball at the end and then that's that spear and the shield yeah i was trying to turn around real quick to look at my phantom menace card back uh -huh. to see if jar jar was up front but he's back because i have these stacked like six deep and i would have to go searching for jar jar but they did say that jar jar came with a spear so i was going to see if that's what the spear looks like but whatever yeah oh and then more black series they the other thing they announced was an elite squad trooper from the bad batch which is about to be released so this is the third figure to be released for that that new show that's coming on disney plus it's a cool it's a cool figure it's basically just a 
Revenge of the Sith Trooper, the Series 2 Stormtrooper, Clone Trooper, whatever you want to call them. Just painted black with, with some gray detail. Yeah. Those are always cool when they release the black figures. Death Trooper from Rogue One was an amazing figure just because it's all black and glossy. This one looks a little bit more gray, like you were saying, but... Yeah, I can't wait for that Bad Batch. That Bad Batch looks like it's going to be Clone Wars 2.0, uh, you know, with the the little bit of the teaser wheel, scissor reel, scissor reel we saw a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that 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 show's going to look amazing. And then they did they, who else did they? They just released uh, one of the guys right from Bad Batch. Hunter and Crosshair are the two that they made and are on their way to our our collection rooms. They did announce Tech, which I was going to get to in, in just a minute. Tech is one of the four guys from Bad Batch, Crosshair and Hunter being the other one, the other two. And so there's a, a fourth one eventually that we'll get in the Black Series, but that's that. That's all I have to say about that. Jenny. Jenny. Um, so then they did, they did move on to try something new because what they normally do is they show us the things they're working on that have been approved by Lucasfilm, they don't show us what they're working on. There's been attempts to say, hey, are you working on this figure, IG-11 for the vintage collection? And Hasbro would normally look at the interviewer and say, you know, I can't say anything right now, but I can't say that we're excited about that character and we would love to include it at some point down the line. So it was good not to have that. It was good to have something a little bit different this time. And I, I again, I appreciate this. They did reveal what they're working on and so uh, kind of what I mentioned for the Black Series, they are working on, on Tech, who is the, the nerd kind of quote unquote from the Bad Batch. They're working on Aura Singh from the Clone Wars. And I love that character. So I'm excited that she's coming to the Black Series. I love that the Clone Wars is coming to the Black Series. That's just awesome. Right. Zero, the droid uh, from the, the uh, season one. Season two, you just kind of see his head and he becomes an interpreter for the frog lady. He's coming. Uh, Koska Reeves, Reeves? Uh, I'm not sure I have her name right. That was Bo-Katan's kind of number two in The Mandalorian. She's coming to the Black Series. And then finally, General Lando from Return of the Jedi, once again, building up all their sculpts and characters for the 40th anniversary of the Return of the Jedi card back that's coming in a couple of years and I'm very excited for is coming to the line <laughs> i should have got that daggum bo katan from mando than the in the black series but yet again it's just how much shit can you buy <laughs> yeah but, yeah that thing sold out in like minutes and, and they got to do with the sasha banks because if, if if star wars came to me and said hey do you want to be in it and i was famous my number one thing before money would be like i want to care action figure would be my first thing i don't care if i was a background character i want an action figure yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you just give me one. You're going to make me a freaking action figure. <laughs> yeah, like it's all A, B characters, no C, D, E, G, F. Like when we first got our uh, when we got our first shots from The Force Awakens, they kind of introduced that one character, um, Baba Joe, who was like an old turtle looking dude with a bunch of characters on the back. And I'm like, where's that figure? That That figure was like the first character we saw from new star Wars. And I love that character. I would love to have him as part of the collection. So just going with what you're saying. Yeah. I would love some of the background stuff. Well, I guess maybe they learned their, their lesson the first go around with the original star Wars, but uh, yeah, 
but we're also here screaming, hey, give us some of the background characters. So maybe it costs too much money and they're they're already, you know, hey, we've got all these sculpts and because you know, you do hear that it's hundreds of thousands of dollars for them to, to sculpt a new figure. And you know, maybe they're they're doing the Funko thing and we can just repaint these and make more money. And some of it is being pushed by Lucasfilm because you know, when The Last Jedi come to, came out, they didn't do a lot of the background characters. It was more Ray, more Kylo, more Finn and Poe because those are the, it's a marketing tool. That's, those are the characters that are part of that movie. And then The Rise of Skywalker comes out and it's more the same figures. And it's just what, what's being pushed on them by Lucasfilm saying, we need these characters in the line because these are the main characters. So we get kind of shafted because we don't get those lesser characters right and we still need a ben solo he's coming in pop yay <laughs> yes we do Pops, I agree. Yeah, i'm so glad i got out speaking since you brought up funko i'm so glad i got out of that game because they just released a whole bunch of them and they really you know they i was going to try to do an office run and then they started releasing more characters and more exclusivity and it, it's getting to it, it's getting ridiculous because it's like, hey, we're gonna release these five thousand, this you know five thousand run of this character, and you got to go to this obscure toy store, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and, and hope that they have it. It's not easy for collectors. No, it's not. It's so, ugh. yes, I, I we all gripe about it, but at least Hasbro, they're like, hey, we have a website. This is where it's gonna be. Go buy it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had no trouble getting the uh, Ahsoka and. Darth Maul, I know they're sold out right now, but within I think ten minutes, I was able to get them with no problems. I just gotta wait. Perfect. Just gotta wait till September now. Was it that long? They say they said September, but <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. It's gonna be a long twenty twenty one then. <laughs> that I do got a gripe. That is the one thing I don't like about these. You know, they release the figure or they release the concept art or whatever, and you can pre order it, but you gotta wait six months. Why don't they just say okay, it'll be released in six months or I can't say they want our money now because they're not charging, at least Hasbro Pulse isn't charging the credit card till the figure ships. You're buying your, your place in line, I guess. To me, that doesn't make sense that they're doing it six months out, but I guess that's what the way the world is. and They just want to get the hype train going. And maybe we just mm -hmm. demand it. The final two things that they released during this Fan Friday event was IG-11 for the Vintage Collection and a Empire Strikes Back Lando, which they haven't done on the Vintage Collection. They did the general Lando, but they haven't done regular Lando. Oh, so the one with the blue cape and everything? Yep. Yep, that one. The swagger. Yep. Hello, hello. What do we have here? <laughs> Yak Face is reporting the Purge Trooper, which was a co-release with... Uh, this was a complete cluster. Like, if you didn't pre-buy... Jedi Fallen Order with this Black Series action figure, you weren't getting it because they only shipped what each store needed. There were no extras. There were some cases where, you know, someone didn't pick up their pre-order, so the time expired and they, I don't know, added to their, their, their stock in the store. And if you were lucky, you got one of those. But if you were like me and didn't pre-order it, mm -hmm. you weren't getting it. The price of the Purge Trooper shot up to like 50, 60, 80, 100 bucks. And, and Apparently, they're re-releasing it as it is, as it was originally. So I'm very excited about that because I, I that's a hole in my collection and um, I don't have to pay the scalper prices for it. 
Um, season three of The Mandalorian will allegedly shoot in early April. Is it season three or is it Book of Boga, Boba? Well, this is season three. Boba is apparently shooting right now. Okay, cool. So this is like the actual Mandalorian Din Djarin. Djarin. <laughs> Sorry, you do that every blah, blah, blah. time. It's so awesome. Because I want to say Jarin. I don't want to say Djarin. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Kitty Sackoff said that there was a reason why that dude who was in the earlier episodes of season two wasn't in that last episode. Uh huh on uh, some podcast called the Six Council Podcast. Um, she said he just wasn't there. He wasn't there. And there's a reason. It's one of those things where I don't know that's, I don't know if that's is something I'm supposed to tell. So he's just not there. So uh, there's reason for it. So we'll see what that is. Maybe, maybe he's helping Ahsoka or something like that. Maybe after that, that last episode, with Ahsoka finding out where Thrawn is, they meet up with Bo-Katan, and she's like, here, take this dude as you go find Thrawn. Where is he? He's using the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> he had another quest. He had a side quest. He was finding a side quest for Din Djarin. <laughs> we'll see. I love some of those those uh, memes. There's been memes going around where he is... Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they're here, do this. And he'll show somebody, you'll show him with Bo-Katan and they're like, wait, do this. And he's like, crap, another side quest. Here we go again. Yeah, there's there's one where it's like, I'm trying to find a Jedi. He's talking to a bartender and the bartender says, I would love to help you, but first I need this milk delivered across the desert. That's how that whole Which show a, felt though, dude. Yeah. Yeah, just give him what he wants so he can go on the way. It felt like a video game. Right. But it all paid off. Respect. I mean, it's looking like it's going to pay off in the end, so I'm totally excited about that. Yeah. Um, according to L LRM, which is like Latino Review Movies dot com, I don't remember. It's one of another scooper shows, uh, scooper websites where they try to get their scoops and publish it before the next entertainment website, whatever. They, they ran a rumor saying the original bounty hunters will most likely appear on the Book of Boba Fett, and they specifically wondered if Cad Bane was one of those. It, that'd be a good throwback, because didn't him and Bubba kind of have uh, fallen out or an awesome yeah. battle or something? Yeah, I, I, I'd be excited to see Cad Bane in live action. The way that they're bringing John Favreau and they're doing all that stuff, it, they're yeah, I'm babbling. No, he's a cool character, and I'm excited to have him on there, if he if he shows up. The other the other quick couple things that that um, newsworthy new droid stamps are coming to the USPS this spring, and they include the big dogs R two D two C three PO BB eight, but they also include K two S O IG eleven and uh, this little droid nobody's heard of called Chopper. Who who the hell's Chopper? <laughs> just some little droid. I don't know. It's just on something. I don't know. Probably a book or something. Yeah. Nobody read. I'm gonna buy those stamps just because Chopper's in it. I wouldn't give a crap if he was, you know, if, if that droid wasn't yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy a sheet and get it framed and add it to my bathroom. <laughs> so every time, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> every time you're using the force, you can look up at him. I could look at Chopper. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, so following up with last week's show about toy shows, I was giving it some thought and trying to think, what would I be looking for at toy shows that I don't have? And some of the things that I think I want are some of the missing pieces I don't have from Rebels, uh, especially if the Ahsoka show is going to be um, season, what, five of, of Star Wars Rebels. I think all those action figures are going to rise in price. So I think I would probably want to get, I think I don't have Chopper, I don't have Sabine. Uh, so I'd probably be on the lookout for those. Yeah, I got to go through all my uh, Rebels stuff because I've, I do, I got the, the, you know, the Ahsoka Invader 2 pack. I got to find it all. I, I just got to a point where I'd overwhelmed because I was just buying them. If I found a carded one, I'd buy it. I got lucky when I was in Chicago one time at the Disney store, they had Chopper. So I was able to pick him up uh, uh, at cost. And I just knew that they would, uh, you know, he was hard to find. Uh, and then when, the Disney uh, Celebration 17 Disney Parks released a version of Chopper, which is an amazing droid because he's he's very art- articulated. Uh, the mm-hmm. arms, the, the hand arms or whatever comes come you can take them out, and it's it's a very well done uh, figure. Yeah, that's that's one that I need. I have the one from the Disney Parks, but I don't have the original run of Chopper, which is the one I'm looking for. Yeah, I've got I've got. Dude, well, you can't find them at Five Below, but you you can check out Five Below because they are having. I did find a Hera and Kanan uh, two pack. I think it's Hera and Kanan at, at a Five yeah. Below, or is Hera and a Stormtrooper? Uh, yes, yep. And I need the Sabine one, so I don't know. Maybe I'll go out to Five Below and just see what's out there. Yeah, get them before everybody else does. And before the prices start to rise, my advice for collectors: if you're missing holes in your collection. Um, consider what's coming down the pipeline and think about would that character appear on the show and if it, if they would, chances are that price is going to go up. Oh, yeah. But that's all the news that I have. I think, what, we're 45 minutes in on news? Yeah, well, that's all right. Oh, there, there's yes. one more one, one more piece. Go ahead. There's a, new, there's a new Art of Galaxy's Edge coming, a book. Yes. Coming to uh, Amazon and all the bookstores. But the one cool thing they said, was there was a preview to the Star Cruiser, which is going to be a quote two night adventure. Yes. So it looks like it's going to be three days. That's going to be awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you were saying, did you? Because you quoted me a price. Is that just something you heard, or? I've been hearing for a while that it's going to be like twenty five hundred for a package per person or something like that. So I don't. I don't know. I can't imagine spending ten thousand dollars for three nights at, at Disney World when I can go spend that same amount of money at, at a value resort, eat every meal that I want, buy every souvenir that I want, you know? Yeah. 10, yeah. If you spend drop 10 K at, at Disney for a trip, that's yeah. That's a VIP trip right there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the only reason I think they're charging so much is maybe for tr- crowd control. Cause you, you know, you hear people, arguing about disney being because it's basically 150 bucks to get into the door at disney um and and people are like well they should lower the price and then bring it bring more people allow more people to get in the door i want them to raise the price of disney because i would pay 250 you know to 250 you know knowing that i don't have to wait an hour to get on a ride uh you know and if they drop the price to you know either even 50 or 75 dollars you're gonna wait two three hours in line so maybe they're doing it as crowd control i'm reminded of the scene in jurassic park with the lawyers like and we could charge whatever we want two thousand a day ten thousand a day and people will pay it and then he's like 
was Dr. Hammond says this this park is not made for the super rich and the, the lawyer's like well then we'll have a coupon day so maybe I'll go to the maybe I'll go during coupon day <laughs> yes coupon so, day <laughs> Jeez. this week's topic if I can transition is was about family and Star Wars and celebration and how it all relates and uh, talking about Jurassic Park, I had a, a funny an an anecdote that um, I wanted to share. Uh -huh. So we eat around, my family and I eat around the dinner table every night. And so leading up to this, I kind of brought up Star Wars to try to get things going and seeing how the family thought of things. And my daughter in the middle of one dinner was like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. She's like, mom, I want you to debate that the original Jurassic Park was better than the Jurassic World series and dad I want you to, to argue that Jurassic World's better than Jurassic Park and us kids we have three kids they're like we're gonna we're gonna say who won and and we're like halfway through my wife goes and she's saying you know it's just a great movie and this and that and then it's like my turn and I'm like well it's got uh, Jurassic World's got Chris Pratt and, and and then I just I gave up I'm like no you can't you can't argue the original Jurassic Park is it's a phenomenal movie and I'm not going to argue against its merit. And, <laughs> and so she's like, all right, let's turn this into Marvel and star Wars where my daughter who loves Marvel doesn't like star Wars is going to debate me. And no matter what I say to her about star Wars, she's not going to um, uh, cave in and say, yeah, you're right. Dad, star Wars is, is great. You know, it's just, it was just talking to a wall and trying to explain to the wall why star Wars is much better than Marvel and how star Wars has paved the way for Marvel and how, um, uh, pop culture is existence, the, the way pop culture is now with blockbusters and movie tie-ins and crossovers and sequels is all because of Star Wars. And the, the wall just looked at me and said, Marvel's great. <laughs> but then, but then it, it devolved into the arguing who's cuter, Baby Groot or Baby Yoda. And my wife was arguing, was it Baby Groot? And I was arguing Baby Yoda. And she said she had the audacity the 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 woman looked at me dead in the eyes and she said i kind of thought that baby yoda was overrated and luckily it was the end of her dinner and i kind of was joking around and i'm like i'm gonna politely excuse myself from this table <laughs> and i got up and i walked away because i know the whole thing is a joke but i would have like gotten really excited and just like there's no way on this earth that baby groot is cuter than baby yoda there's just no way there's no comparison. I mean, Baby Yoda's got that little cute hand wavy thing. He eats the cookies. He spits them out. He he stares at you in admiration and wonder while you fight horrible actresses. Um, he he <laughs> innocent. He innocently plugs like the wrong wires into the Razor Crest and like Baby Groot just plays dances and and plays video games and 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 Grogu gets taken away by freaking Luke Skywalker. It's just there's no. There's no comparison. Oh, I love your family stories, man. Well, the night before, I kind of started the whole conversation about Star Wars and stuff, and it devolved into, well, how many figures do you think you have? How much is it worth? And I'm like, I'm, I'm staying away from the worth topic because I don't want my kids thinking, well, he's spending this much on that, so why isn't he spending that on me? And it's just like, there's no comparison. And and so I did actually find a number of how many carded items I have, which is gluttony <laughs> talking about how much you spend each each month and each week it's just like whoa yeah i have that many <laughs> i deal with it in my with my uh some of my kids and 
and uh, you, you think about it and ouch, but you know, like you, we've, <laughs> <laughs> when you've got a room full of it and then you got a house full of it, and, but you know, it, it, we've got into it, or at least I got into it when the stuff was cheap, you, you know, and now it all of a sudden it skyrocketed. So I was buying figures for five and $6 that are now going for 20 and $30. Uh, and to replace it, you'd have to spend that 20, $30. And I'm dealing with that now trying to do my 12 back run, my poor man's 12 back run, where a figure that, you know, was nothing 10 years ago, you're now, you're paying up, you know, Luke Skywalker, you're going to pay over a hundred dollars for where yeah. it was 20, 30 bucks. And that was even extravagant back in the day. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where most of my figures, like the Power of the Force, the Saga, the Vintage Collection. Oh, Vintage Collection is a little different animal, but most of my figures I bought when they were like five, seven bucks, and they're still worth that amount today. So it's not like if I, like you said, I had to replace it. Like during during when all my figures were in storage in my basement, I only lost one figure, and it costed me like eighteen bucks to replace it. So, um, and that's out of hundreds of figures. And so like the only thing I have of value is black series, which would be a pain to replace if something were to happen. But for the most part, it's the same as you. Like it's not that much. Right. When you, when you add it all up, it's a lot, but yeah, it's not, you know, you're, you're, you're finding them at antique malls or toy shops, or you're making good deals, you know, through the day or, you know, over time. So, and as long as you, you know, and personally, it's like with my kids, why, why do you care what I spend? Cause I'm not, you know, you're an adult. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And you're, right. you know, with, with the 16 year old, it, it's like your, your needs are being bad. Exactly. You got food on the table. You got your clothes. Like I'm not spending $300 to send you to a Sean Mendez concert. <laughs> uh, I should, I should not just attack my oldest daughter. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be buying you an Xbox series one. Right or a brand new state-of-the-art computer yeah so i'm not buying that for myself so i'm not going to get that for you right i'll get you a computer one if day the, <laughs> if, if you want a 20 dollars something or other from the store just let me know but don't don't get mad at me because i bought a darth vader action figure and you whatever <laughs> this get this is turning better <laughs> i don't want it to be bitter uh, the funds of collect fun of collecting star wars and having kids that understand or the value of money here at least think they understand the value of money. Did uh did your wife uh see Star Wars before she met you? I don't think so. I think she understood who uh, it was, but she wasn't in, you know, she met me and then kind of got she picked and choose who she got into because she likes adats and she likes Wookiees and Ewoks. So mm-hmm. uh I think she had a basic knowledge. I'll have to ask her if she watched it before we, we got together or not. Did yours? No, she had never seen Star Wars before she met me. So it's just something that's been there like throughout our relationship. She did sit down and watch it, but she's like, Oh, it's a good movie, but I don't, I don't, I don't have the passion like she does for Outlander or the new Bridgerton show. She, she loves Harry Potter the same way that I love Star Wars, except she just doesn't collect every piece of Harry Potter memorabilia. But there's not a whole shit ton of Harry Potter memorabilia like there is with Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, with, when, when I look back at it, it's like the only reason I got, I'm this crazy about star Wars or have this much star Wars crap is it's available. You know, the back to the future stuff, you had to go find fan made stuff or, or third yeah. party stuff. You couldn't go and, and 
it wasn't available like it is with Star Wars. You ha always had the old school figures that you could go back to, or now they're here. There's a thousand dollars worth of figures that just got released, and we're like, crap, we got to buy them all. Spaceballs, the cereals. <laughs> Spaceballs, the flamethrower. The kids love that one. Right. <laughs> that's how I feel about Star Wars. Uh, yeah, that's how it is. It is. It's the truth because you're, you, you know, you, it was just easier to find your find Star Wars. And I do love Back to the Future and I love Bill and Ted, but, you know, trying to find a Bill and Ted item, it's impossible because they didn't make them. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, now they're making the modern stuff, but I, I, you know, you don't want to collect the modern stuff. I want to collect the stuff from the nineties that, and with the new movies, shit, that stuff skyrocketed. I was able to, you know, you were able to find stuff for 20, 30 bucks. Now they're a hundred because everybody's new movies came out. So it's just something that's always been in my family. It's, you know, my son and I, we used to watch rebels and clone wars all the time. Now it's appointment TV to watch Mandalorian every Friday. I'm sure it's going to be that way with bad batch. It was that way with season seven of the clone wars. My daughter, my youngest daughter, is starting to rewatch some of the stuff that she saw as a kid, but just didn't really sink in. So we're going through the machete order for the original trilogies. I should say the, the Star Wars trilogy. Explain what the machete order is real quick. Machete order is a specific order that preserves the twist in episode five. So you watch episode four, episode five, you learn who Darth Vader is, and then you go back in time, you watch one, two, three, to add some context to six, when you see that there is some good in Darth Vader, it's not just, there is some character development in episode five that shows you that Darth Vader does still have some good in him, but it's so subtle that episodes one, two, and three are supposed to fill in that gap. Then you watch six and then you just kind of finish it off. Okay. You don't watch the prequel or the, I guess the seven, eight, nine is not in the, cause yeah. No, yeah, you watch seven, eight, nine. You kind of, yeah, that's what I meant by finish it off. I don't know if those are the strongest of the saga, Skywalker saga, but we'll get into that at some point in the show. Right. That's um, the whole uh, Luke, I am your father thing. I, I talked, I was talking to my wife a few years ago about, you know, imagine seeing that in the theater and she looks at me and, are you tearing up? And I went, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's. It, I wish. I wish I could be there and and experience it for the first time all over again because it's such an amazing reveal and twist that you just don't see coming. Yeah, and it wasn't ruined like it is now, or within in the social media age where it takes one person to ruin it for a hundred people. You know, there was none of that at that time. Yeah, it's like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer's walking out from seeing Ep The Empire Strikes Back and all those kids all those kids are in line and he's like, I can't believe Darth Vader was Luke's father the entire time. And everyone in line is like, ah, come on, man. Freaking Homer. No. Oh. Yeah, my son, he, he says that he wants to collect the clone figures, but then they're starting to accumulate on, accumulate on his shelf. And he's like, I don't know if I want these anymore. He collects the digital skins on Fortnite and all those games and stuff. He doesn't want the figures. So I think I'm the only one that really has a passion for collecting material things. Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. It, and I kind of get that way. Cause that's how I kind of have started to get, I was getting with my tattoos. Cause I was my, when my dad died and he, when uh, you're going through his house and you're going, you know, he's, he was a hoarder on, on a level and 
you'd reach in this tote and there'd be like a couple hundred knives in a tote. And it's like, I don't want to be like that. So, but I kind of am a little bit, but you know, you, you got to kind of really know where you're at with, with things and, and kind of keep it in control. And, and uh, I've kind of learned that lesson not to become a, a hoarder, even though I, you know, at least my stuff's in order and I know where stuff is yeah. versus yeah. it all sitting in a tote. But uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta walk that fine line, I, I guess. Yeah. But you, you kind of unlock the memory in my head that um, my father passed away about, what is it 12 years ago now this summer and uh he was kind of a hard man he um he was all business and i'm all emotion so it was just he's like all all in his head and i'm all in my heart kind of and so uh he was always he was always very specific with his money too mm-hmm. and so it was just like um how do i want to say this because i don't want to i don't want to make him sound like a jerk it was just like I don't know, like he's practical. He would buy the things that he would, he wouldn't buy the the plethora of Star Wars figures that I have. So episode one came around and I was very conscientious about how much money I was spending because I was living with him at the time and I didn't want to come home with, you know, like $300 worth of action figures because he, he would have a comment to say or something like that. And so the next morning after that Midnight Madness, I'm, I have all these Star Wars figures kind of laid out on my floor and I wake up and he's like, how much did you spend last night? I'm like, here it is. Here's here's the drop. And I'm like, I think I spent like 150. I was like, 125. He's like, that's it. I thought you would have spent more. I'm like, I had I had the permission to spend more. <laughs> like, are you serious? So it was just a funny moment with my dad and in, in Star Wars. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, but like when when the oh god when the original trilogy was re-released as a special edition it kind of dawned on me why I like Star Wars so much, seeing the ceremony at the end of Return of the Jedi and how the father and the son kind of reconnected. And um, I started tearing up during the Ewok scene because it just, all of a sudden, it just, it just like, the, like I had an epiphany, like this is why I relate so much to Star Wars because it's a father and son struggle who don't necessarily see eye to eye. And in the end, there is some common ground. And I'm getting a little teary-eyed right now thinking about it because there was some common ground like i don't necessarily want to get spiritual or whatever but it did seem like towards the end there there was some um as if the the universe so to speak was preparing me for what was coming and there was some some of that peace and some of that um common ground between us and i don't know it's just wow Uh, it's funny how stuff like that I, I and i don't mean funny in a haha way it's just the way life kind of you, you see something like that like you said like star wars uh you know and you realize how you and your dad kind of bonded at the end of it or you know re- you repair stuff with with parents and it, it it's weird how stuff like that just hits you um uh, yeah you know i and i, I shit i'm gonna have a moment no. too but you, you're trying to like you said you're trying to to, to word stuff right to you know me and my dad we didn't have the greatest relationship either and it, it still kind of you don't it don't hit you until you're because he was a handy guy so he was a building inspector and he knew a carpenter or, you know he worked with his hands a lot and it you know it doesn't hit you until you're like i need to call my dad to help me fix this and then even two three years later he's been gone for three years i think you oh i need to call my dad to figure out what this is and then he's not there or you know, yeah. um he did give me crap when 
because he gave me he moved from uh, Atlanta to to Arizona, and he gave me some of his display cases, and he's like, "Oh, it's just full of plastic crap." And I'm like, "Well, you had it full of knives, so who's worse?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, so it, it just it, it's fun, and I, I do miss them. And and you know, I wish we could have got stuff settled a little bit better, but you know, it just shit happens and you just got to kind of move on, I guess. I don't, I don't know. And, and repair. So I look at it and it's like, I got to repair stuff with my, you know, with my kids and make sure stuff doesn't go awry. And I, I always felt like if you want to learn a little bit more about yourself, kind of think about the things that you enjoy in pop culture, because there's something in that, that relates to your life that you don't realize it, but there's a reason why it's, it's, you're so comfortable with it because it is a part of you and there's something in it that is a reflection of yourself. It's almost like looking in a mirror. And so if you kind of study that, that piece of uh, pop culture, the fiction um, movies, whatever it is, you're going to start to see something about yourself that you might possibly not, not have realized. Okay. So I don't know. No, That's I... not nothing to do with anything. <laughs> no, it makes <laughs> sense. Cause you know, it is, it's something about yourself and you, you, you know, you could be that rebel that, you know, you want to fight the system or, you know, especially now with everything going on, you, you know, you want to, yeah, I don't want to get political, but yeah. It, <laughs> last thing I want to do is get political on this podcast. Cause damn it, there's yes. too much of that shit going on right now. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree with that, that statement that you will find something about yourself in, in the stuff you like. And that's why we like it. Yeah. I guess the whole, the whole point of this was kind of family and how they interact with your, how they look at your collection. Is it obsession or do they appreciate it and, and everything? And um, my father-in-law was just down here because um, I set up in my collection room, my podcast station, my computer and everything's down in my collection room. And uh, Amazon had misshipped him some flooring, like uh, the connect, interconnecting flooring stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd put it in my collection in the, in part of my collection room and he came down here and started looking at it because he he wanted to see how it looked and um he comes into the main collection room is just like you guys got too much shit (laughs) and that's pretty much what he told me because this room's busting at its seams and i went yeah "Yeah," because i really have no room for anything else and when i when i i got to rearrange a whole bunch of crap i'm getting some art here in the next few weeks that i got to rearrange everything to put up because it that's how yeah that's how crazy it yeah. is. Yeah, there's nothing more nerve-wracking for myself when someone comes over to the house and wants to see the collection room because it does show a, a deep love that you have and you don't want to be rejected because of that love. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's just my insecurities coming through. But <laughs> No, I, um, I I totally get you because it is. You're, you're, uh, you know, you talk to people, especially at your work, and you know you're taught like the big boss was in and he knows i love star wars you know he knows he's looked at my car he's like who the hell has a star wars car i'm like me um because i've got the rogue one um the nissan rogue one edition that came out a few years ago uh you know and then he's he looks at my tattoos and he's like you've got star wars tattoos i'm like yeah and he just he's one of those guys that you just he looks you know I don't want him to listen to this podcast or know somebody, you know, I don't want to be, you talk bad about me on my podcast, on your podcast, but you know, yeah. it is just, it's, you don't know how to react to that. Or, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm looking, it is, it's weird when you're talking to your peers about your star Wars obsession or about your collection. Um, because you do, some of them get it and some of them don't. And the people that don't get it, they kind of, 
yeah, like you said, you don't want to be rejected and you don't want people to be, you know, you forget how big your collection is until somebody comes and start, you know, that's never seen it and just doesn't understand it, uh, comes and looks at it. And I do think part of your collection becomes wallpaper to you. Like you have blinders on and you don't, it's not like you don't appreciate it. And I don't mean you, I do this too. Um, it's just like the enormity of it. It's just like, yeah, it's right there. And then someone walks in and like, whoa, look at that. Whoa, look at that. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a different set of eyes and, and you just don't want to be you know, rejected. Right. When we lived at our, our rental house, it was basically, it was an open concept. So it just ended up, everything ended up in the, in the downstairs where you walked in the door and it just hit you like a ton of bricks. And mm -hmm. one of the dads came to pick up his daughter and he was just like, oh my God, look at your house. And then he'd sit down and he'd see something else. And then he'd look and he was just like, oh my God. And every time he turned, he was just like, oh he had no way to comprehend <laughs> it and that's what i like seeing and then you get the people uh you know people that are into it but they you know you know that they don't understand the nuances you know or you don't know if they don't understand the nuances of uh, this is what this figure is and this is what this piece is i guess it just depends on who's or it does depend on who who's showing people that are just modern you know moderate star wars fans they see it and they're like oh this is cool but then you got the nerds like us that understand the nuances and understand, you know, this is a first shot and this is a, you know, what this P you know, these are, you know, I don't know. I'm rambling, but yes, yes. There's different tiers. There's people who, who've seen the movie, but they don't care about it. But when they come over, they're like, Oh, that's, that's cool. That's neat. And then you get the, the people who are like us and like, Oh, you've got this one. Wasn't this one so-and-so and you've got this pre-production and you've got this one. And, Oh, I've never seen so many of these before. And it's just like, Oh, there's different tiers and the reactions based on people's tiers. Like some of my wife's in-laws, they've probably seen Star Wars once and, but they've come over and they've seen the collection room and like, they don't realize that I have on my wall, like consider a toy store and how you have like rows and rows and pegs of stuff. And, and so I'll have like six figures on a peg and they don't realize that I don't have six of the exact same figure on that peg. There's six different figures there. And some people understand that. And some people, they, they don't like because they've never seen star wars and they've never bought figures before they they don't realize how many action figures are actually out there yeah right. and i've noticed that kind of the older they are they don't they don't get it uh especially i don't know even people like our age that just don't get into collecting or i don't they they either see it as a waste of money or a lot of people are like how much is this worth and it, I, that's if that if you're collecting for for resale value you're in the wrong don't don't collect you know right uh, right. open a shop yeah and you got to flip that stuff now you know I, I i do i worry about the resale value maybe a little bit uh but you know i that's not i don't collect to worry about that kind of stuff i do you know like all these this ahsoka and the uh and the darth maul that's getting ready to come out i'm gonna open those because i want to see those figures i don't care that that's probably i mean i do care but there's been, you know, that may, may be a $50, $60 figure when it, when it hits the store shelves and gets into collector's hands, but I, I'm not buying it to flip it. Uh, you know, I do look through my collection every now and again to see, okay, this stuff, I need to get rid of some stuff to make room for new stuff or to raise money for, for stuff that I'm chasing. And that's the only time I care about resale value. Um, I don't know how you feel. I don't know if you do that or, or if I'm, I know people do, but do you find yourself going through your collection and I haven't 
you know, this doesn't fit now, so I'm going to sell it. No, <laughs> God, no. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars hoarder. If I get it, it's because I wanted it and I loved it and I'm holding on to it. Okay. See, because I did that. I sold my uh, Kenner, the uh, prototype retro Vader, you know, that was all the different colors. And I looked at it and yeah. I'm like, I can get $100 for that and I could put it into something else. Um, so. Yeah, I've considered um, an exit strategy. It's not something I really want to think about right now because I'm still in love with collecting and I enjoy it and um, I want to get more. But like I kind of was saying, my son, he likes Star Wars as much as I do, but he's just not into the collecting, the action figures. And I don't really want to um, uh, put it on him to get rid of things while I'm gone, when I'm gone. So I, I, at some point I'm going to have to consider you know, when is my exit strategy? Is it like when I finally retire, like, okay, maybe it's time to you know, start piecing these things away. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't given much, I should think about it, but uh, that would be the only time I consider selling things, I suppose. Right. Yeah. I, I could, you, I could see that. I think my exit strategy is when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> to the grave. Yeah. I, and I've already told my wife, my wife knows everybody in the club. So she, you know, she knows, Hey, if something, and I've told her, I said, if something happens to me, you know, who to contact, you know, if you want to sell this stuff, contact these guys and they'll help you out because, you know, this, she understands the value in it, but I don't think she understands. Well, no, she does understand the, how much it is because we sit down for insurance and, you know, we got to do a spreadsheet and say, this is worth, you know, what everything's worth. If they're going to be mourning me, I don't want to have, I don't want them to deal with an entire room of, of, yeah, like, like you were saying, like your wife knows people in the, in the club and they won't get you know, screwed over. She won't get screwed over trying to sell some of this stuff and get too little for it. She's going to be working with people who know their value, but my kids might not have those resources. And I would prefer just to sell it off myself and, and give them the money than, I don't know. Right. No, I agree with. I don't want to talk about death. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, speaking of that, you do see like the the hoarders or not American pickers, you know, and you do have those people that, oh yeah, this was Dad's crap, and it's been twenty years since he died, and I guess it's time for me to get, you know, get rid of it. Um, I don't want my kids to be like that either. You know, pick a couple of pieces, put it put it on a shelf. Remember me with that. Don't remember me with this whole mess of shit that I collected over my lifetime. But at one point, I was like collecting Justice League figures. I was collecting some of the Marvel when they were the Toy Biz Marvel. I was collecting the Simpsons. I had a whole bunch of Simpsons in card. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not. And this is before I had my Star Wars room. I was like, if I'm going to have a room, it's going to be a Star Wars room. So all these pieces don't fit. So then I, I, I did sell those pieces off. Okay. So I've decided to focus in on just Star Wars action figures and then anything else of Star Wars that I love. But I will also say that if it's something that I love, like we have R2-D2 spatulas, we use them. I don't have them on the wall. I don't have them, you know, mint on card or whatever. It's like with the little tag on it. I, I use those products. It's the Star Wars figures that I strictly don't open and, and put on display. If I'm buying something like a spatula and I see a Star Wars version and a regular version and the Star Wars version is only a dollar or two more, like $20 more, I buy the Star Wars yeah. version. So, you know, you do have the, uh, like you said, the spatulas. I've got some salt and pepper shakers. I've got, yeah, just, it, it, my, I've got Star Wars all over my house and our, and my wife's used to it and everybody's used to it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, crap. Speaking of just like 
I'm going to take kind of a side turn. When did uh, your in-laws or your family, my wife actually told me, she goes, you're getting hard to buy for because I've gotten to the point in my collection where, you know, you, you used to spend five or $6 on a piece. Now you're spending a few hundred dollars on a piece. So you're buying, yeah. you're buying less, but it's, you know, you've already filled the, now you're filling gaps basically. Uh, or I'm filling gaps in my collection. So I've got, she's like, you've gotten very hard to buy for. Um, like my in-laws, they'll come over and I can see them looking at stuff. And I know I'm like, crap, what did they buy me this time? And they'll come and like one time she was looking through my stuff and, and it was like, okay, she's looking for something. She's looking to see what she, you know, she just bought me something. And the next day she shows up and it's the Taco Bell cup with the thing on top mm -hmm. with the pod racer on top, uh, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's just, it's stuff like that. Or they'll be like, Hey, look, I found the star Wars thing. And, and it's a TV guide. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't know if you deal with that. And at, at that point, you're just, you're thank you. And you put it in your collection and, and it kind of sits in the, in the black hole, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. I have some Pez. My mom wasn't <laughs> sure what, what to get me. So she started sending me the Pez and, um, it's not something I would go out of my way to get, but they are on, on the top shelf in my display because, you know, my mom considered me and she says he likes Star Wars, but I have no clue what action figures to buy. So I'm going to buy him this. And so a lot of a lot of my family, they, they'll buy me shirts, Star Wars shirts. They don't buy me action figures. And for my last birthday, I was like, I went to my mom and I said, if you want to get me an action figure, you need to get this speeder bike <laughs> from Amazon at this time. If not, then I'll just figure it out later. And then I went to my wife. If you want to get me a Star Wars action figure, you get this Black Series Dinja Jarn with the child at Target at this time. But I will warn you that Target sells out within seconds. So if you don't get it, don't stress about it. And so those are my my strategies if I want Star Wars action figures. I also, I also because I'll be out at toy shows or, or, or antique stores or something, and I won't know what I have. So I built a website to help me record what I have. And I did load that website because you can do it as a as almost an icon. I loaded that on my wife's phone. <laughs> so if she's out and she's inclined and she could pull up the, the website and see what I have, what I don't have, she doesn't use it um, as much, but <laughs> it's there. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's probably the most nerdy thing I've heard you say so far. <laughs> I have a website so my yep. wife can figure out what toys to buy me. Well, it's not, it was for like uh, insurance purposes. Like oh, I yeah. have photos of everything and I know exactly what I have. And like we were at Toy Man the other day or a couple of weeks ago, I, I mentioned this and there was a couple items that he had that I didn't have. And I knew I didn't have it because I had the website to tell me there's no photos here. So that's my thing. Well, I mean, I do have a spreadsheet, but I haven't updated it in a couple of years. And you do hit that, oh. you know, it, it, it comes to a realization when you hit that add all button and you go to send your, you know, insurance agent. Thankfully, my insurance agent is a collector, so he understands. Oh. So he's not yep. sitting there. Uh, but when I had to send him my Funko collection and it was like three or four grand, I was like, crap, that makes me look yeah, really that's how, bad. Yeah, that's how it is with Black Series. It's it's up there yeah. in that price. And not that I spent, and I, I'm it's, tell my wife this it's not that i spent i don't know six seven thousand dollars on black series because i i spent a fraction of that it's just that's the value now of black series yeah it, it, it's, but, um, it's the truth yeah but uh, hold on you're saying something 
I think it's gone. Okay. The, the thought's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying something, which I had something to add to, but I don't know. Forget it. Yeah. You need to, you could start interrupting me more because I do ramble. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to interrupt. I'm trying to let you just go because I don't want to get caught in it. No, no, you go. No, you go. Right. No, you go. Um, no, but there was a discussion at the table when we were talking about how many figures does dad have? My wife's like, well, he's got a database and, and we can add the, the cost there. I'm like, no, I have a website. And she's like, oh, we're going to have to make a database. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> now you're going to see how much I have. There's action figure for, for those listening. Actionfigure411.com is a great resource for Black Series. It'll show you how much figures are currently worth with a, a graph that shows you like what they're selling for on eBay. And there's a great, there's a great tool where it shows you the list of all the, the waves. It shows you how much it's sold at its low point right now, how much it's selling at its high point and like what's the median on eBay. So it, it's a really good tool if you're interested in, in ensuring your collection. Um, it's a really good tool to help put, put a value number on, on what you own. Definitely. Ensure your collections, guys. Talk to your homeowners uh, or renters policy or whatever, and and get that get it insured because you know we we as collectors have put a lot of time and effort and money into this stuff, and if something happens, they're not always going to collect you know uh, cover it. And that would be one of my exit strategies. Like if if the house went up and I got money for it, my collection, <laughs> I, I think I'd just be done. Oh. I might collect a couple of pieces, but I'm not going to try to recover everything that I lost. I don't know, man. I'd, I'd have fun trying to rebuild it, but I don't think you could rebuild it for what, you know, what they, right. they pay you for it. Right. Cause I know with, uh, I, I got robbed a few years ago and what happens is they say, okay, we're going to give you 50% of what it's worth, but then you've got to, if you could sell, if you could buy it, you know, rebuy it for more, you got to send us the receipt and you just never replace everything. Cause you got to play that game. Yeah. Cause it's so much more work now. Yeah. Like it's not just buying it. You have to get a receipt from someone you bought it from um, off off a Facebook marketplace or something like that. It's just, a, that'd be a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. But yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it was nothing Star Wars. It was before I collected Star Wars. So it was nothing, you know, none, none of my Star Wars stuff got stolen. But, you know, I had a couple of watches that got stolen. I had a computer, and, you know, Ugh. yeah. A couple of firearms. And that's the only reason the cops gave a crap is because, some firearms got stolen, but yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, that was a good episode. Yeah. Like that was like very, um, uh, in depth about family and star Wars and, uh, family and, and why star Wars means something to us even more in depth than I thought I would go. Right. No, it was great. You know, my kids right now, you know, they're, they're older that my daughter is sort of like a medium, not even medium. She's like, Oh, I like baby Yoda. So she collects the baby Yoda crap. She's 27. And then my son is 26. He's, he grew, they both of them grew up in the prequel era. And my son is a Darth Maul fan. He's uh, I've gotten him a couple of Darth Maul pieces. And then he's got this really badass Darth Maul tattoo on his leg. Um, so that's sort of a, da a proud dad moment. But what's been really fun is, passing this on to my grandkids they're four and five or three and four five right now and my grandson with him being five he's just soaking it all in and just so excited for star wars and under you know and now he's starting to understand my love for star wars and through the mandalorian he's you know disney plus he's like got baby yoda and now they've 
you've done the the Disney Lego stuff, uh, the the shows, and watching it through his eyes again is is just so much brings me so much joy. You know, seeing it through yeah. his eyes, seeing him seeing it for the first time. Yes, yeah, no, that's beautiful. Star Wars is family, and it's great that you guys have that yeah. that point where you can um, bond with each other and have fun, like it's it's just as much fun for you to play lightsabers as it is for him and that's great yeah he it's not it's it's not like a grandfather chore like oh i gotta go play lightsabers it's like no let's go yeah, let's go it is you wouldn't darth maul wouldn't swing that way you would do this but yeah you're right you are you're like hold it this way do this or and, and he'll touch the blade i'm like dude you just burned your hand off what yeah yeah that's that's the other thing with playing with lightsabers with kids is they expect you to to get your leg cut off or your arm cut off, but you hit them and they're just swinging right back like it didn't happen. It's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to get petty here, right. but I just cut your hand off too. Uh, kids are fun. Yeah. So we were going to talk about celebration today too, but this just took off. And but I'm happy with the way it went. I'm happy with the discussion. I yeah. thought it was great. Yeah, it's completely organic. February the 6th is the toy show in Ackworth. So uh, like I said, I shared it on the Facebook page. Uh, hope to see some of you guys out there. We're going to actually, we're going to, I guess, record uh, Saturday night or record a little bit different. So it'll be a different show next week. Um, and we'll talk about the toy show and all that fun stuff. Uh, Jason, you got anything else to, to add? I have a YouTube channel. Just look for my name, Jason Wasilko. And I just posted video from the last days of Toys R Us. Awesome. Like my last visit to Toys R Us, I was, um, I just decided I had this vision at one point where I was going to have this YouTube channel called Collecting Empire, where I would uh, post collecting videos and, and reviews. But then I'm like, I don't want to be like every other asshole on. And I, I mean this lovingly. I don't mean it as an insult. There's just so many out there. I just didn't think how I, I couldn't figure a way to differentiate myself from them. I would just be a, just another YouTuber. So I, I aborted it. But then I was like, you know, I'm, I can make a couple videos and post them up. So I have a, the last days of Toys R Us coming. I have a CAS unboxing from like three years ago that I'm going to post at some point. So check that out. Awesome. Yeah, we'll get into, I, I do want to talk about uh, grading since you did say CAS. I want to get into that too one, one episode. So we'll put that on the docket. Yeah, I wonder if we can get like Ross to come on or something. Well, we could try. <laughs> hey, Ross, we... Hey Ross, we have sixty people that you can expand your 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 message to, and we're we're great at at promoting to those sixty people. So if you want to get sixty more customers, why don't you jump on our show? Right, come on, let's give some crap away, Ross. Come on, you never know. Ross yeah. is a cool guy. Um, you know, we've. I'm sure we can get him on. Yeah, it wouldn't be that. I don't think it'd be that hard. We didn't promise Ross Bar, but maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm sure we we know people who can help us make that happen if we really wanted All to. Right. All right, guys. Jason, you have a great rest of your day. You too. This is the way. This is the way. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast. You can email us at smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. You can find us on Smugglers Galaxy on Instagram and Facebook. I also want to thank Levi Waterhouse for making our intro and outro music.